Welcome to the Wealth Builders Podcast. I'm Billy Epperhart, and on this show, you're going to hear from industry leaders in business, real estate, and investing. Our Wealth Builder coaches and myself are excited to teach you how to make sense of making money for making a difference. Okay, let's get started. Hello and welcome to today's Wealth Builders Podcast. I'm Karen Conrad Metcalf, and I am so grateful that you are all tuning in. And what a fun time of year, just getting into the holiday season, uh, just a reminder of all that we are grateful for. And I am very grateful for these guys that are on the podcast with me today. So you're going to have so much fun with this group today. We're going to be talking about uh, hey, is the holiday season a good time to buy real estate? So I have got Frank Polion today. Frank, if you want to give everybody a quick hello. Everybody, thank you for joining us today. Pastor Mike Davis. Hello from Pueblo, Colorado. Glad to be here, Karen. And Troy Peterson. Hey, everybody. Great to be here. Hello from warm and sunny Florida. <laughs> yeah, we're from all over. I'm in Texas today. So we really have a, a lot of geography covered here with our podcast. Um, hey, quick reminder, too, that if you have not yet registered for a Wealth Builders Conference, you want to secure your seat. And we have just a couple VIP tickets left. Hopefully, by the time this podcast airs, uh, there'll be some more left for you. But uh, you really, I think this year... I would just love to encourage you to be a part of this conference. I think it's going to be amazing. There's so much going on. I know just talking uh, to Billy and to other speakers, everybody is very much looking forward to it, has a lot to share. So if you want to get registered for that, go to wealthbuilders.org forward slash events. And we look forward to seeing you there. All right, guys. So uh, this is a fun discussion for us. Is the holiday season the right time to buy real estate? So uh, I would just love to ask each of you to give us your thoughts on it. And then in the meantime, if you've got any comments on really the current market conditions, I think that would give us a really good foundation for this discussion as well. So Troy Peterson, we're going to start with you. All right. So yeah, yeah you, I, I have so many people that look at this holiday season and they think, gee, I want to take time off. I want to relax a little bit. And I look forward to a little downtime for the holiday season too. But I still never forget to shop this time of year. I find it a great time of year to get the best deals. Uh, in fact, I just signed a contract on a property, $156,000 purchase price, a $245,000 value. The kind of stuff that can happen over the holiday season really is a huge bonus to you. It's like people that are selling this time of year, they are anxious to get rid of. So their motivation level tends to be a little bit high. So if you're not out shopping right now, you could be missing a good opportunity. Is that right? Yes. I, I totally agree with that. And that's really a great testimony, Troy, of something that has happened to you during the holiday season. Um, Frank, I want to go to you next to get your comments on it. And what do you think are some of the things that contribute to, or maybe you ask it this way, what are some things uh, that that us as buyers should tune into to take advantage of this time to purchase properties? 
Well, I think we need to test or look at seller motivation. If something's been on the MLS for two or three months, that's probably a motivated seller. Um, you know, I've made some of my best deals in December. I come from the retail business and all of the people that shop my high-end clients that were realtors took the month of December off. And I thought, gosh, when I get into real estate, that's going to happen to me, but it's not been true, but in, in a really good way. Yeah. I mean, I think just looking at seller motivation, looking to make sure the property truly fits what your business mold is going to be. I think those are key things. That's awesome. So I'm hearing two resounding yeses. The holiday season is a great time to buy. Pastor Mike, what do you think? Ding, 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 ding. Yes, uh, <laughs> you have your third uh, resounding <laughs> yes. Uh, but uh, it sounds like uh, Troy did a Black Friday. I didn't know there was Black Friday sales for real estate, but <laughs> unlike this was a Black Friday sale. Sounds and, like it. It was, man. It was great. That's called the favor of God. And, you know, we can claim that, Karen, that, that Psalms chapter 5, verse 12, that, you know, we're surrounded with favor. And that favor is abounding uh, even in the month of December. And so uh, I agree with Frank as well, that if you look on the MLS and look for uh, homes that have been on the market for two or three months, you're probably going to have a tremendous motivated seller. And there's a lot of people uh, for foreclosures, as far as the banks are concerned, they want it off the books as well. And so um, I think this is a great time to be out there and look and keep your ear to the ground. Yeah, that's so good. And, you know, it is a lot of people, investors, the competition uh, drops off because a lot of real estate investors check out and they're like, you know, and I'm done for the year. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but we personally purchased really good properties at this time of year. And just like Troy, we just actually went under contract on a property as well. And I think it's just a time where people that do have their house on the market, they really want to sell it. You know, have you guys been in a position where you're trying to sell a home during the holiday season? Uh, it's like you've got your stuff all over. You're trying to wrap presents, get your Christmas decorations up. And then it's like, oh, my goodness, we have a showing. So I think that people just mentally are at that point, like if their house is for sale, they just want to sell it so they can enjoy, you know, their their Christmas, New Year's in their house and move on. Um, I think there's probably some tax reasons out there, too, where people don't want to carry a property over uh, into the next tax year. So Frank, can you um, maybe talk about that a little bit and, you know, just to educate us on what some of those advantages might be to get something taken care of this year? Well, if you can sell a property and get things all wrapped up before the end of the year, then it doesn't uh, necessarily carry over to the next year. However, if you got a good accountant, sometimes if there has been some losses or gains, they can put those over to the next year, depending on what your situation is. Now, for those of you that are dealing with like REOs and banks, they are very motivated to try to get those non-performing assets off of their books before the end of the year. As a matter of fact, if you make an offer, that's going to be a requirement because if you don't close by December 31st, which can be a little tricky with title companies because of the holidays, uh, all bets are off, but they're golden opportunities to buy REOs right now. Oh, that is really interesting. So I've not really had experience in REOs, but 
Um, maybe because that is a high motivator here right during the holiday season, let's dig into that a little bit. What would be some of the first steps or how would people locate REOs to know how to even find if they're available? Frank, I'm going to go back to you. And then uh, guys, if you guys could jump in on that topic too. That's a great, a great question. They're going to be listed on the MLS as bank, bank owned. Troy, you want to take it from there? Yeah, they, they, they will be on the MLS. You can also look at uh, websites like Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, HUD, or VA. Uh, those are all different types of REO properties that come in. Uh, HUD sometimes will use a management and marketing contractor in your area. So if you look at their website at HUDHomestore.com, you can see properties that might be posted before they're on the MLS. Uh, because they're not using a, 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 a mass area broker. VA sometimes also, uh, they all, all like to get properties off their books this time of year. And some of them will even offer some pretty slick incentives for you to get closed this early. So I'd be looking at that. Our foreclosure, uh, our foreclosure inventory is not as high right now as it has been in recent years. Uh, which also means if you find something out there in your area, they're going to be even more motivated to try to get it off. So it'd be a really good thing to be looking at. That's great. Mike, I know you've got a good friend that is a banker. Um, what do you think about this this REO, this foreclosure opportunity? Yeah, he's actually one of my close friends and he's a bank president. And he says that, you know, a lot of people think that the bank wants to repossess their, their property and everything. He says, that's the last thing we want to do. We will try to do everything to make sure that we keep this off the books because he said the real the banking industry is the banking industry. They are not in the real estate market and they don't want to be. And so uh, they will do just about everything possible. And if they do have a, a, a real estate property on their books, they will do just about anything and everything to get it off their books. And so uh, also there's a, a real estate, um, a realtor, I should say, uh, in Pueblo that it just seems like he gets a lot of the, the REOs funneled to him. And yeah. so if you know, if you have a smaller community like Pueblo, you can find somebody like that and go to him and say, hey, when you get something, that's my very first property came from him from a bank owned property. And so uh, that was my very first one. And so, and I, I got it really, really cheap. He even, you know, uh, helped coach me into it because it was listed at $50,000. This is in 2014. And uh, so he says, well, Mike, it's listed at 50 and it's an out-of-state bank that owns this. And um, so I said, well, I'd like to really get that for, you know, 45. He says, well, don't offer it for 45. He says, I'll just uh, tell you, he says, why don't you offer 42 and uh, I'll go to the when they contact me, I'll let them know that, hey, I think we can sell this for 45 and get it off your books. I got that property for forty five thousand dollars. So, <laughs> oh, my goodness, that's that's amazing. And to um, many of you know, I've, I was in banking for a long time and I had the opportunity to be in banking during the 2008 to 2011, 2012 situation. And. We did a lot of mortgages, uh, and so I actually sat in front of you know um, 
our examiners and and have firsthand knowledge of what that is like to kind of walk through. And one thing too, we might say, hey, I can't get it closed this tight. You know, it's almost the end of the year. But a lot of times just getting it under contract is is very helpful as well. While it might not be completely off the books, if there's an examination or there's questions about it, they're able to show like, hey, we've got this under contract and it's moving off. So I just don't want to discourage any of you that are saying that I can't get the money together that fast. If you get under contract, that usually helps people to know like I've got it sold and will help them in the foreclosure situation uh, as well. You know, from a just another perspective here, let's just say from a seller perspective, mm-hmm. let's say someone wants to sell their home. Uh, how can they position themselves to attract the buyer that is ready to come in and move? Is there any incentive for people to maybe spend some of the money, get an expense going that had previous capital gains or sold a property and has a lot of money sitting there? Uh, Frank, what do you think about that? Well, I mean, you can tie up, you know, tie up money. And if you can sell the property, you can get you can get that money back, maybe not as much as you wanted to, but you can get it back. And there you can actually use it for investing things. But, you know, just practical things. You know, if you're going to sell during the the winter months, uh, keep the, uh, you know, the the snow off of the driveway and the, the walks. That's especially important in Florida. And, uh, <laughs> and, you know, make sure that you keep the lights and the power on. I mean, Matt, nothing's worse than, well, even as an investor, walking into a cold, dark house, it just doesn't take, you know, it, it just doesn't set a good tone. Um, if you're going to do, if, it, if it's for kind of a retail sale, then, you know, make sure you stage it and you put holiday decorations, but kind of some non-denominational stuff, you know, some uh, oh, I don't know, just some regular uh, wreaths and things like that to kind of, you know, set a tone and, uh, you know, make sure the place smells good. Make sure that you have uh, like shoe covers and stuff if you're in a in a snowy area like Mike and I are. And, uh, you know, so people cover their shoes. But, you know, I have sold homes during the winter months. I didn't like to, but mm-hmm. uh, sometimes that's just the way God ordained it. And we were fine with doing that. That's great. Is there anything, I'll go to Troy next, is there anything that people could maybe put in their MLS description to kind of draw buyers to their property if they're in the position to want to get it sold by the end of the year? Oh, absolutely. I think we could take a clue from what the builders are doing right now and offer an incentive, say that uh, we'll give a couple of percentage points toward uh, buy down for the buyer to get a better interest rate. That right there would make your property more appealing to buyers right now in this high interest rate environment. So offering incentives like that, I've seen pick out your flooring with a flooring incentive. Uh, The buy down is the big thing. But if you offer some kind of incentive this time of year, you're going to do more to attract a buyer quicker and make yourself stand out from the competition. Yeah. Wow, that's so good. Um, Mike, what are your thoughts on this? And I would love some of uh, the ideas too on how to attract the right buyers, like people that maybe are transferring in and there's not a lot of you know inventory available at this time. What would you suggest? First of all, I want to start off. It's December and it's going to be 73 degrees in Pueblo, Colorado, just for, <laughs> just for you Florida people. Uh, well, that's pretty awesome. Isn't that right, Frank? Yes, it is. Uh, 68 here today. Yeah. 
Uh, wow, but only anyway. 66 here today in Florida, so you guys are warmer than us. Wow, yeah. start wow. shoveling that snow. I'm not saying that God loves Colorado more than Florida, but anyway, I digress. But uh, uh, I know that that's uh, a little bit of a reach, Mike. <laughs> I can stretch that far, Troy, but anyway, we got to reel you guys back in now. Come on, oh, sorry, 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 but anyway, I think you know, like, um, what the Lord has just opened up a door for us in the short-term rentals and that um, uh, doing the short-term rental for the steel mill, we've uh, really tapped into that and God has blessed that. But um, uh, I think there's things like that no matter where you live. And I believe God has opened doors for us. And, you know, Karen, I've been confessing for probably over a year now that God is using uh, me and my family, my church, uh, for supernatural doors to be open. And I believe this is one of them. But in the natural, Karen, I'll revert back to you, what you did in, in the Dallas region. And that is, I remember you saying this, and I told my wife this, you know, that when you put your house up for sale, you went to houses that were not selling to see what they looked like. And you went to houses that were selling to see what they were doing different. And uh, I think that is tremendous uh, knowledge to know. And so if you know that it just seems like, you know, these kind of countertops, this kind of kitchen, et cetera, et cetera, and all of your fluff stuff and all your staging, <laughs> you, you see what sells quickly on that. Well, guess what? That's what you can take and, and make your house look like that. And uh, it's common sense. But I believe, you know, that God just opens up our eyes to say, this is what's working. And so if you know that's working and these houses selling and these are not selling, what's the common denominator of those that are not selling? Well, let's make sure that we don't do that. And so if you're wanting to sell a house in December, man, I tell you what, look and see what's flying off the market. Wow, that's so good. That's such great tips. I love that we're kind of talking about the buy side, which we know is a great opportunity and the sell side. And the things that we were just talking about on the sell side, when people don't do those things, that actually creates the opportunity to come in and buy, you know, at a really good price. Um, I think too, oh, there's some, a lot of estates out there. And is there an advantage with an estate to get the house under contract by the end of the tax year, Frank? I guess it depends on who the estate belongs to. That's, I mean, it certainly won't hurt. I'll just put it that way. Yeah. It might be have something else to add, but yeah, that doesn't hurt for sure. Yeah. With an estate, the heirs are usually anxious to sell regardless of what time of year. Yeah. It, uh, it, it may be a tax benefit for them to close out by the end of the year, but it really depends on the size of the estate and how they're impacted by inheritance taxes, if at all. If they're not, then the heirs want money in their pocket yesterday. So yeah. the sooner you can close on that, the better you're going to, the better deal you can probably get. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I agree. I had a friend uh, that his parents were fairly wealthy and that's the bottom line. All of the, the siblings, they wanted it done yesterday. So that might be something for people to really look for, have your real estate agent look for, is properties that are being held in an estate. It's not difficult to find those. You can, no. you can research it and find that out pretty quickly. Uh, and if you're in a winter climate, like uh, 
Frank and Mike are. A lot of times people don't want to hold that property and have the responsibility of the snow removal, of the risk of freezing pipes, right? Of yep. the high utility bills, things like that. And so I think going into that cold season, if people can avoid that, it's actually worth quite a bit of money to them in, in those conditions. Well, you guys, this has been really helpful. And um, those of you that are listening to this, hopefully you're, you know, encouraged and motivated to, you know, and it goes into January too. It's just a slower time. So if you're buying during these times, during this holiday season, even into the winter, you're going to have some opportunities. Uh, but now I want to change it over a little bit just to encourage people just from our hearts. We are excited all about um really sharing this this family with all of you that are our wealth builders family. We really consider you that. Billy and Becky just love and appreciate you so much. And as we reflect on the holiday season, you know, you're some of the people we are most grateful for. And so we just want to thank you for being a part of our family with wealth builders. And I've asked the guys to just share a little bit from uh, their heart with you on the holiday season. And so, uh, Troy, I'm going to start with you on that one. Yeah, I just really want to want to wish everybody the happiest of holiday season. This is really a time for me to really reflect and enjoy family. And as part of Wealth Builders, you are my family. I've not connected with people like I've connected with all of you with Wealth Builders. I look forward to our times to get together. I can't wait for the conference that's coming up in February to be able to see many of your faces and get to meet even more people as this family continues to grow. That's what this holiday season's about. It's about celebrating family. We could talk all day long about going to get a deal. Is it a good deal? Is it a bad deal? It really doesn't matter if you do the best deal on the world and you come home and you can't celebrate it with your family. So take time, slow down, celebrate your family and celebrate all the goodness that God has for you and be ready in 2024 to do. And I'm going to quote the words of Jesus from the Message Bible in Matthew 9, where Jesus told uh, a couple of blind guys, become what you believe. And in 2024, I really want to wish on you the best blessings that you can become what you believe and that I know you can believe, you believe already that you can do everything that God has given you to do. That's awesome, Troy. Thank you so much, Frank. You know, we all get, even as Christians, we get so tied up in the hustle and bustle of Christmas that sometimes even as Christians, we kind of minimize what the true meaning of Christmas is. And I ask you to you know reflect on it a, a couple of times a day, and one of the things I do in the morning is you know I, I I read some scripture in the morning, and I also thank God for the things I have and wealth builders, my coaching students, our coaching students, my coaching family. Uh, those are things I'm enormously grateful for, and uh, you've got to remember if you start adding up the things that you have versus the things you don't have you're going to come up with this huge list of stuff to be grateful for. The other thing I just want to say is, um, you know, remember the reason for the season. And if this is a great time of year, if you've got a, a family member or a friend that you're kind of in the outs with, what a great time of year to try and make that right. And ask God to help you do that. 
That's awesome, Frank. Thank you. Pastor Mike. Amen. Well, I know that during this time of the year, there's a lot of uh, giving, there's a lot of generosity. And uh, I've always just thought that, you know, I never want my giving to be a works mentality. You know, I give because, you know, this is why the, the Bible says I need to give. So this, it needs to be some heartstrings attached to my giving. And when it comes to Wealth Builders, Karen, I, I just believe that this is the time of year people need to reflect on that as well. And and I pray that they do give towards Wealth Builders so that this organization can grow and become a huge blessing, a blessing because it's far greater than what we have or what we can do by ourselves, Karen. This is the great thing about Billy and Becky, their, their vision is to touch the world. I mean, at first it was just the people in Denver and it's just grown to the state of Colorado from coast to coast. And now their vision is to touch the world. And to do that, I mean, I'm a pastor and I know it does take money. And so generosity is something that has been uh, deposited on each and every believer. Being generous is what God is all about. For God so loved the world that he gave. And so uh, not trying to preach here about anything, but just be open and let those heartstrings reach out and, and be generous. Wow, that's so awesome, Mike. Thank you so much. And I, I think many of you know, but some of you may not know that Wealth Builders actually has a 501c3, a nonprofit arm where we do, um, we invest a lot in getting free content uh, to all over the world. And we recently uh, launched Wealth Builders Africa. Matter of fact, we're going to be going there in August for an event. We had our first event last year. So if you do uh, see Wealth Builders as an opportunity, if Wealth Builders has been a blessing to you, we would invite you to sow into Wealth Builders with your end of year giving or become a partner with Wealth Builders. And you can go to wealthbuilders.org Click on donate and I assure you that that money will be used to help people uh, not only bring transformation in their own lives, but in that bring transformation to their communities, to neighborhoods and nations, and you can all be a part of that. So I really appreciate your consideration. And I'll just leave you with this. Um, as we approach the holiday season and Christmas, uh, one of the things that I really love to think about is the example of Mary. Do you know, she had an opportunity um, to, to really plant this amazing seed that God was presenting to her uh, to carry Jesus. And her response to that was one of faith. And in that, you know, what, what miracle, what vision, what dream is God uh, extended an offer for you to receive and say yes to. So as you read the beautiful Christmas story, there's so many elements in there. I just want to encourage you that God has amazing plans for you. And even though it may seem impossible what he's putting on your heart, if we just say yes, like Mary did, we can ask how it's going to happen, right? We're not doubting. Uh, but in that, I believe that's one of the greatest gifts that we can give back to Jesus, who has provided everything for us. So guys, I want to thank you so much for being on this podcast. I again want to thank all of you, the Wealth Builders family, for being a part of Wealth Builders. God bless you. Merry Christmas and have an amazing holiday season. 
Thanks for listening to the Wealth Builders Podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review the show. You want to learn more about who we are? Visit our website at wealthbuilders.org and check us out on Facebook. We'll see you next time.